All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of the Sports Ethos Podcast. I am your host here, Patrick Lounsbury, with my co-host, Lucas Gaynor, after a huge win against the Utah Jazz, just obliterating them while we were at home. How are you feeling today, Lucas? Listen, Patrick, I am great. How are you feeling, man? Bro, I am I'm on cloud nine. Like I don't I don't think that the Celtics could make me feel any better with how they've been playing lately. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And like you said, we really did blow out the jazz. You know, I thought maybe this game was the game where we got tested finally for the first time in a while. You know, obviously since KG's retirement ceremony. Um but no, uh, evidently not. We absolutely blew out the Jazz. Offense came out of the gates as on fire as it possibly could, not missing a shot for, what, the first eight minutes of the game? Yeah, it was about eight minutes of the game. And not only that, was this team able to keep down the number one offense in the league coming into this game was the Utah Jazz, and they kept them with under 100 points. The team that looked like it was the number one offense in the league was the Celtics that night, and I, I think that says and speaks a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, the offense is really clicking. Like, everybody's known that the Celtics' defense has been locked in, you know, is on that elite level, kind of waiting for the offense to come around. It definitely looks like, especially over the last four games, it has definitely come around. I mean, the Celtics are putting up big performance after big performance offensively. Uh, I mean, starting in the first quarter, like we said, you know, they didn't miss a shot for the first eight minutes about. Uh, they started 10 of 10. I mean, every shot. It was felt like it was nothing but net, and uh, you know, Patrick. I think we can start with uh, we want to start with Marcus Smart. Nine assists in the first quarter for Marcus Smart, and people swear this guy couldn't be a point. Man, Marcus Smart has been an outstanding playmaker. I know he only finished the game with thirteen, but he did play only twenty six minutes. Was incredible in that first quarter with those nine assists just really gets the, the team in the proper direction. He only needed five points uh, on the night. Didn't really need a lot from him scoring-wise because he was really in control of the offense and getting everybody else involved, two of three from the field. Marcus Smart just overall with a, a really solid outing. Oh, yeah. He's just been you know continuing to play his phenomenal basketball. Uh, that's a career-high 13 assists uh, for Marcus Smart. Um, you know, that combined with 26 each from Jalen and Jason, um, you know, Pritchard shooting well again, um, just, you know, great performances all around, honestly, Tice chipped in with, I think he had nine, you know, I think maybe nine or 11 points, uh, you know, just awesome performances from the Celtics all around. We even got to see some Neesmith minutes for the first time in a while towards the end of the game, Patrick. Uh, I know you were probably happy about that. Uh. We got a Nick Stauskas three-pointer at the end of the game, too. So this game had a little bit of everything. Uh, so, yeah, honestly, I mean, also with Rob, I mean, I should mention Rob because he was phenomenal defensively in this game. Unreal protecting the rim. I mean, this guy is plus, I think he's what, plus 1,100 right now uh, to win Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know if you're a betting person and you have a few $10. To, you say you have 10 bucks to spare. Uh, you know, you put ten dollars down on that, you win one hundred ten bucks. If you can risk ten dollars, I would say do that because Rob has a legitimate case to win that. Yeah, Robert Williams has a really legitimate case, but I also think Marcus Smart does. I, I don't think this defensive player of the year voting could be very interesting. There's two Celtics, I think, in the running for this, and seeing that there was a, a post by a writer the other day that said had a big breakdown of defensive player of the year 
race. And if they had to put in their vote in today, which they are going to be putting in a vote at the end of the year, they said they would be putting down Marcus Smart as their vote. So um, it's just something that's kind of crazy. That so I, on I top think, of that, Patrick, let me just say, you know, I said that plus 1100 for Rob. And, you know, the writer said he would vote for Marcus. Well, Marcus is plus 4000 So if you bet $10 on Marcus, you win 400 bucks. So if you got 20 bucks to spare, you might as well make a bet on each of them uh, for that. So, yeah, sorry. I think we might have lost Patrick, but, you know, I mean, guards don't usually win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, but I do think if there's anybody who has a case to win that award, it's got to be a guy like Smart because we know Smart can defend all five positions um, at an elite level. Um, you know, he can guard those guys who are a lot bigger than him. He's uh, absolutely menace on the ball at point of attack defense, um, you know, disrupting pick and rolls. Um, just disrupting plays off ball, you know, guys who are shooters like a lot JJ Reddick, Clay Thompson, you know, we can guard them. So there's really nothing, you know, on the court that smart can't do on the defensive end, you know, whether it's take charges, block shots, get steals, you know, or just even quarterback a defense, like a middle linebacker. I mean, so yeah, like I said, if you have that $10 to spare, I would say smart is obviously the bigger payout. And I think he has a pretty good shot to win as a guard, you know, definitely the best shot a guard has had to win defensive player of the year. In a long time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think Marcus Smart is definitely a person to be in consideration for it. it you know, they're going to get votes because at the end of the day, when you look at overall of what the Celtics are doing, they're the number one defense in the league. So you got to take some type of recognition on some of the players on that roster. I know that uh, Lucas and I have appreciated Jason Tatum's defense this year as well. Uh, that's not getting as much love as it should because his offensive game is so strong that it gets overpowered. But Marcus Smart is defense. Like, that is his MO. That's what his calling card is. It's always been his calling card since he's been in the league. And honestly, he's been left out of a lot of defensive uh, discussions before in the past. And he's clearly the best defender on the number one defense, the best defense in the NBA. It's... Oh, man, got to give him his flowers, man. At some point, like let a guard win it for once, you know. So I'm I'm all on board of letting Marcus Smart get a, a defensive player of the year trophy. Hundred percent. I think he deserves that just for who he's been defensively over the last, honestly, just since he came into the league. Really, this guy's just been an absolute monster. This is nothing new. It just feels like maybe because the Celtics around Smart have become a super elite defensive team, he's maybe getting the recognition that he deserves. I mean, I know he's gotten a first team All Defense before. Um, but, you know, like we said, people last year talked about his defense slipped, you know, this and that. Well, definitely not. Uh, he's still a, he's still an elite defender. But, uh, you know, Patrick, I don't know. I mean, this game, it was never close, really. I mean, this was one of those games where it felt the Celtics felt in control from the opening tip to the final buzzer. The Jazz never got within, I believe, eight, yeah, 18 points it was in the second half. They never got within. Um so even though the Jazz felt like they were cutting into the lead, which was like, you know, ballooning up to close to 30 points, uh, uh, you know, certain points of the game, even though they were cutting into the lead, it never got lower than 18 in the second half. So once again, the Celtics show that this is their true self nowadays. They're not the Celtics from November or the Celtics from last season where, uh, you know, they could get a big lead and they could disappear in a blink of an eye. That's not who they appear to be anymore. Uh you know, so it just is really refreshing to see um, 
they're not even refreshing at this point. It is just invigorating, I think is a better word. Because, um, Patrick, I know, you know, the sky's the limit right now is how I feel about the Celtics team. And that's not something I, I could have dreamed I would be saying, uh, you know, earlier this season. No, absolutely. And this this team is also doing something they haven't been able to do all year as well is is get their starters rest. Uh, only one starter, oh, actually two starters over 30 minutes in this game. So their ability to end games like this against big competition and really rest their guys. You're talking about a team right now that just played on Wednesday, right? And you're playing a good team. You're thinking you might have to play 38, 40 minutes possibly. They end up getting most of their guys a lot of rest and they don't play again until Sunday. Like what a what a time for them to really take three days off, got a really easy game right before the three days off, and then go right back into to handling a back-to-back against the Minnesota Timberwolves on the first night of a back-to-back. They got a tough um, stretch of games, especially one that's very important. Uh, we like to point out that the Celtics are a game and a half out of first. Um, they're, t- they're a three-way tie right now, currently for second place. And – Somebody that they do have on the list of in the next three games is Miami Heat, the team that's in first. So there's a real possibility the Celtics have a chance at finishing first in the East, despite starting this year out at a 23 and 24 start. Yeah, that's just that's just simply mind-boggling, honestly. The fact that the Celtics even have a shot, let alone a good shot, to finish first in the East. I mean, like you said, that game against the Heat is going to be massive. Uh, Patrick, I know you saw this, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Uh, You know, the Heat last game, you know, uh, and Jimmy Butler, you know, missed a defensive assignment. He was getting at Spolstra, and uh, Udonis Haslam was having none of that, saying, quote, I'll beat your ass over and over again to Jimmy Butler. So, you know, obviously I get that things happen in the heat of the moment. I'm not trying to make a huge deal of that. Um, but that's just not at all where the Celtics are. You know, the Celtics might, you know, they might be getting at each other, of course, but nothing like that serious. You know, the vibes are a little better here right now than it feels like in Miami. But nonetheless, Miami is still the number one seed, so it's not like, you know, there should be like raising the alarm or anything over there. But personally, you know, that bubble series still hurts me, okay? Uh, you know, inside. Tyler Hero scored 39 with us. I cannot ever live that down. And I want – not only do I want to smack the Heat in this regular season game, I would like the Heat in the playoff series to show that we are the superior team now. And Oh, yeah, bubble, bubble Hero, man, as we talked about it. Um, Jalen and Jason were clearly, after the bubble, were talking about how some of the guys in there were playing different. You know, and I think we can have an idea that one of those people that they were probably talking about was Tyler Hero. Um, but ultimately, the the Celtics, you know, I don't think that there's a team that they really fear. I, I understand that we may fear a team or two in the East that we may not want to go through, but I don't think this team has any fear of any opponent at this point. Like, you could throw the Bucks out there at them. I don't think it scares them. You could throw Brooklyn out there. I don't think it scares them. The Heat out there. I don't think it scares them. This team is playing at such an all-time high. And they, and we've, we've talked about before the podcast tonight that they think they can reach another level. They don't even think they're done growing to the, the heights that they can get to. They, they think they could be sharper on defense. They think they could be even better on offense. And this team is already hitting such a high peak, a high ceiling. Just just to go for like how well they were playing offensively against the Utah Jazz, out of the starting five, 
who do you think shot the worst from the field goal percentage? And what do you think their field goal percentage was? I'm sorry. Repeat that one more time. Out of the starting five against the Utah Jazz for the Celtics, how many? Um, who do you think was the worst from the field shooting percentage wise? And what do you think their percentage was? Okay. Sorry to do this to you, old man, but I'm going to go with Al Horford. No, Al Horford was tied for the second worst with Jason Tatum at 60%. Oh, so bad. Damn. Yeah. Jalen Brown was the worst at 58.8% from the field. Just ridiculous, man. That's just how locked in this team has been. Like th- that's the worst person out of the starting five shooting from the field wise. You had Marcus Smart shooting sixty six percent, Robert Williams eighty five percent, Al Horford sixty, Tatum sixty, and then you had Jalen Brown at fifty eight point eight. This team is clicking on all cylinders now. The offense is finally flowing. They're playing with in each other. The ball- basketball is just finding each other and getting to the right spots. They're just having fun, man. They're having a lot of fun. Yeah, honestly, in that first quarter, it was honestly surreal watching every single shot they took at the beginning of that game just rip through the net. Uh, it just felt like it didn't even feel real, honestly. And then at a certain point, after the first few shots went in, you just kind of were believing that every shot was about to go in after that. Um, didn't feel like they could miss. Um, but, yeah, like you said, if the worst uh, player in your starting lineup is shooting almost 60%, uh, you're either playing a team with a terrible defense or your offense is absolutely cooking. And it was the former because uh, the Jazz obviously have Rudy Gobert. You know, people talk about him as – you know, the guy, he's a multiple-time DPOY winner. You know, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about how good Rudy Gobert really is, but make no mistake, in the regular season, Rudy Gobert is a defensive menace, right? So the fact that the Celtics weren't even deterred in the least by him uh, really goes to show that their offense was cooking. Um, I do want to shout out New Englander, uh, attended high school in New Hampshire, Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, he was pretty much the only person doing anything for the Jazz in this game. What do you have, Pat? 37, 38 points? Um, let's see. Donovan Mitchell, I'm having it right here. Uh, he had 37, he had 37 points. Ah, yeah. I mean, he was he was terrific. But, you know, I think the Celtics, a lot of the Celtics defensive strategy, you know, was you're going to let a guy like that, you know, do some damage. You're going to take your chances with him one-on-one. And you're just not going to, like, over-rotate, you know, over uh, or overreact, you know, to plays that he's making because it's not like Donovan Mitchell is going to score 80 points. You know what I mean? So, you know, you let him take his shots. You know, he takes a lot of difficult shots. He's not going to shoot 17 of 20. He's not a guy like Shaq, you know, obviously. I think that goes without saying. Um, and then, you know, you try and make the other guys beat you one-on-one. Guys like Jordan Clarkson, you know, who one thing Jordan Clarkson going to do is shoot it. And, you know, he definitely had some tough buckets in this game. But more often than not, I was happy when the ball was in Jordan Clarkson's hand because he was taking five, six, seven, eight dribbles. And then, you know, either, you know, picking up his dribble and passing it out with a few seconds left in the shot clock or in one circumstance, Pat, get absolutely rejected by Daniel Tice at the rim. (laughs) Yeah, that block by Daniel Tice was insane. But to go on even the on Donovan Mitchell a little bit more just because somebody scores 37 points doesn't mean that it's the most efficient 37 points. Uh, Donovan Mitchell did end up finishing the game with the, the worst out of all the players who played that night in uh, plus minus. He had a negative 24 on the court, which means he was on the court for 
the times that the Celtics were going on the most runs. So despite him going off for 37 points, he, when he was going, getting his, the Celtics were getting theirs even more. So um, just a shout out to how the Celtics really contain a guy by letting him kind of do his own things. And he may have been in the flow of these things, but it didn't mean the rest of his team was. And also a, a big notion that I thought was pretty crazy, as we mentioned how great of a defender that Rudy Gobert is, uh, clearly as you know, he's a former Defensive Player of the Year award winner, and he's uh, always in the running for as far as getting another one every single year, it seems like. Uh, the Celtics had a total of 10 blocks on the night, and they held Rudy to zero. Rudy had zero blocks on the night. The Utah Jazz as a whole only had one. The only one came from Hassan Whiteside, who will play less than 15 minutes. He was the only person on the whole entire Utah Jazz to get a block. Just impressive stuff by the Celtics there. Uh, and then as we talked about, Daniel Tice getting one of the most massive blocks of the game against Jordan Clarkson as he was going into the rim and really tried to throw it down onto Daniel Tice. And Daniel Tice just said no. Uh, he even mentioned it himself. He said that was probably a top three dunk in his career, uh, noting that his, his – uh, best dunk uh, or his best block of his career was actually the block against Trey Young in the playoffs uh, to seal the game. Um, that wasn't the playoffs, was it? I think it was the playoffs, right? Or was it the regular season? I've never played Trey Young in the playoffs. Or it may have been uh, the regular season. It was towards the end of the regular season, I believe. But, but like you said, the Celtics rim protection, the amount of blocks we had, we had nine in this game. I mean, the rim protection was phenomenal, specifically between Al and Rob. I mean, Rob just had a couple just, I mean, just some draw-jopping blocks just coming from the weak side, just the definition of erasing some shots off the backboard. Like, this guy looks like he jumps off a friggin' trampoline when he gets up there. And, uh, no, it's just unbelievable. This guy better be on the all-defensive team because he protects the rim like, like almost nobody the Celtics have had in a very long time, it feels like. Because, um, you know, I know Patrick for years, you know, the Celtics had no – the two things they did not have was like a big man and athleticism. And, you know, Rob brings both of those in an insanely good package. So it's wonderful to see that. And Al himself, I mean, Al's still a really good defender, man. I mean, you know, the the time off of OKC really seemed to have, you know – make sure that he was going to be good to go all year and not really lose too much in the tank. Um, you know, every shot Al took in this game was a three-pointer, too. He was three of five. Uh, I love that from Al. Just space the floor, play great defense, move the ball. Cannot ask for much more out of Al Horford. But, yeah, the fact that Rudy Gobert didn't have a block shows that the Celtics were making the right play, I think is what that means a lot, is that when there was maybe a chance their shot could be blocked by Rudy Gobert, they were not forcing it. Um, you know, they were just going to move the ball. And also, Patrick, I don't know if you remember this play that I'm about to talk about, but Jalen was driving on Donovan Mitchell. He kind of, uh, you know, Donovan kind of funneled him right to Rudy. And then right when he gets to the block, Jalen kind of does a, a spin pivot fadeaway. Oh, that was just a, a raid over him. I don't know how he finished it. I do not know how he finished it, but he did. It could not have been a more perfect move. The timing, everything. It was just the yeah, – I felt like uh, it was Tony Soprano doing the Italian hand motion. That's literally what I did, actually, first when I watched the shot. I was I just could not believe it. It was just so perfect. Uh, uh, it was just it was just beautiful. Um, like you said, Pat, the, the vibes are immaculate right now. I don't yeah, – I'm on cloud nine. You can't. 
Yeah, man, I think uh, as Celtics fans, we should be pretty excited and, and cherish what we've seen from this team because uh, this season could have really went down a, a really bad path. It could have went down a little funnel, and this team could have never really recovered. And, you know, Jalen Brown's also even talked about uh, how great uh, that he saw that this this was going to turn, right? He said, uh, I could tell that the shift is changing or something like that. Uh, he had like a tweet that he was referencing to that he had tweeted out back in January. And um, this team has, has really turned it around since then. They, they're they winners of so many. Let's see. I have the stat right here for us. Let me pull it up. So we started the year off at 23 and 24, as I stated earlier. And since then, they're 24 and 4. <laughs> like that is 24 and 4, which is insane, man. Um, we're currently riding a five game winning streak. The, the Celtics are also in their last 16 games versus teams in the playoffs slash play-in pitcher right now. They have won 15 out of those 16 games, and they've also led by as many as 20 points in each of their last five games against teams like that. Um, the team that beat us during that stretch was the Mavericks by a buzzer beater. So you're, you take that buzzer beater away, they're 16-0 in that, that time span, so – uh, then you also talk about how Boston is one and a half games out first, you know, and they still have one more game against Miami. Um, and then you, one thing that's also been amazing, I think during this stretch is watching Jason Tatum start doing this kiss celebration. So I, I think the kiss celebration is, is just something that is so cool and genuine of him. Um, I, I even thought it was funny because Jalen Brown said, uh, Jason stole the kiss from me. He's light skinned. So it looks better when he do it. So I've, I've got to switch it up. Yeah, that was comedy, dude. This guy, listen, the, that was just hilarious, dude. I, I don't. Jalen is awesome. You know, Jalen was talking about how Mercury was in retrograde. That's why the Celtics were losing games. You know, the energy wasn't right, and all of a sudden, Patrick. You know, I'm a firm believer in astrology. Funny how that happens. Um, but uh, but, but uh, um, no, that's hilarious. I mean, like I said, the vibes are off the charts. These guys are just, you know, all um all clicking in every aspect, you know, their camaraderie off the court. We see in these videos, uh, post game of these weight room videos of Jason taking a video saying, Grant, who's the strongest in this room? Not you, not you. It's me. You know, they're all, they're clicking. You could tell they're a very close knit group off the court. And I think that's something people don't, uh, <laughs> people don't, uh, necessarily factor into the on court stuff as much is that, uh, you know, off-court chemistry matters a lot, uh, a lot more than people realize. I think um, when it comes to actual basketball, you know. Yeah, and and this team is just totally vibing on all cylinders as far as off the court, on the court. This team looks like a like a family, a team that really loves enjoying being next to each other, and that's something that this Celtics team has kind of missed over the past few years. And seeing this, this team come together and gel the way they are, and them also just acknowledging, like, hey, man here's another tier to this. We can reach a new level is really encouraging and also tells, speaks a lot of volume on email and how he has these, these guys mindset out, right. Is we're not satisfied. Yeah. We're playing well right now, but we can be better. Let's not get too high, not too high, not too low. That's definitely a Brad Stevens type mindset as well. Back in the day was like, no, not too high, not too low. Let's, let's stay Zen mode and, and really try to focal point on, on keeping it really good as far as just stay focused. Keep your eyes on the prize. 
continue to try to get better as you get to that area. So uh, I'm just super excited though for uh, what else you can do for that. Um, but man, I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah. And uh, you know, just to kind of go back and touch on the standings aspect of it, like you mentioned, we have a game against the heat. We also have a game against the bucks. Um, so a chance to get a game up on the bucks as well as the heat, you know, to potentially move us up into third in because, you know, we're in fourth technically with the tiebreaker right now. So although we don't play the Sixers again, you know, hopefully the Sixers drop some games. Um, you know, the Cavs are in that six range. They could maybe fall to seven. I'm hoping they stay out of the play in and, uh, you know, we end up getting the third seed and play them. But at this point, Pat, I think we've made it clear enough. I'm not trying to lose games to play anybody in particular. We're just need to win as many games as possible because guess what? You need to beat the best to get to the finals. So, you know, of course we want the easiest path possible, but at some point, uh, you know, you're going to have to play the best. So if we have to play, you know, the Nets in the first round, you know what I say? Yeah, let's bring it on, man. I, I think a lot of Celtics fans should be really encouraged and excited here. Um, another thing to be really encouraged about is, heading over to manscaped.com and going getting 20% off of uh, your total order. All you have to do is put in hoopball20. It's a great way to get yourself set up for this spring and summer. You got to make sure you have them fresh cuts, a fresh beard, fresh mustache, fresh hair. You know, also, you know, trimming up everything else you got to trim up. You got to get down in, in your business. Go ahead and get that all trimmed up as well. Make sure you guys head over to manscaped.com and get your 20% off by putting in hoopball20. Yes, sir. Make sure you go on over there and use that code. Save yourself some money. You know, it's tax season, so I know you're getting your tax return, so you got a little extra money. Guys, invest in yourself. You know, it's about to be summertime. Like I said last show, it's going to be wedding season soon enough, so you know you want to look good, all right, for those plus one events and everything. So make sure you go on to HoopBall. Use that 20% off code. I uh, Go on over to Manscaped. Use that 20% off code, HoopBall20. And, uh, you know, get, 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 get your money back. Yeah, man. Get those discounts in. Um, but yeah, man, we're, we're excited for where the Celtics are going. Their next game is not until Sunday. They end up playing, I believe it's the Timberwolves. If I'm correct, we got the Timberwolves coming to Boston. We are home for that game. I believe, right? Yes. And that is not, and this is not, these, this is a good team. Okay. The Timberwolves are a good team. Actually, uh, so this could actually end up being a battle. I'm not, this is not going to be a cakewalk for sure. I mean, we lost, remember Pat, that game against the Timberwolves earlier this year? With oh, Pat yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. How could you forget? But this team is actually really fun. Okay. They play very hard. Cat is on a tear right now. Anthony Edwards is one of the best young players in the league. And uh, Pat Bev has them all playing like menaces over there. So, uh, you know, this should be an absolute battle, honestly. I'm really looking forward. We actually have a pretty tough three-game stretch coming up here. On Sunday, we do have the Timberwolves. Then we go right into a, the second night of a back-to-back as we welcome the, the Raptors, who always play us tough on Monday, have one day off, and then we, we go into that Miami game. So um, I think these next three games are going to be a crucial point as to far as where the Celtics are going to stand at the end of the year. So let's see what they, they got in store. So we, we already said that they were rolling and everything like that, but this really is going to be an ultimate test how they finish out the year. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, they've proven they can, you know, fight through adversity the past couple months. So 
I'm not too worried about these games. You know, win or lose, I know the Celtics are going to fight. So definitely looking forward to closing out the season, hopefully on a strong note. And honestly, Patrick, at this point, you know, I'm obviously still watching every game. I'm obviously still invested in every game, but I'm just ready for the playoffs right now. This is the kind of – I know a lot of people probably feel the same. I know a lot of people feel this way about the last, you know, month or a few weeks of the regular season is that you're so close to the playoffs, you just want the playoffs, but it feels like, you know, the last few weeks take forever. So I personally am just ready for playoffs. I think you really want playoff basketball too when your team is uh, Celtics have been playing because you're like, I want this momentum while we're in the playoffs. We got nine games, eight games here left of the regular season for this team to to keep this momentum going. The playoffs could not come any sooner for us, to be honest. We really want the playoffs to start so we can watch this team take this momentum and really start going in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm really excited to see how they perform in the playoffs. Um. Also, we didn't mention his name. Just shout out Derek White. You know, at the game, I saw somebody holding up a sign that says Derek White the GOAT. Just had to shout that out um, because I love to see, you know, people supporting Derek White. I know some Celtics fans, you know, I've seen on Twitter talk about they wish we didn't trade for him because of the shooting. I think that's ludicrous. Basketball is a lot more than a shooting percentage. And, yes, he's struggling, but Derek White is a terrific player. If you're listening, I promise you – do not give up on Derek White. You know, you will not regret that advice, I promise. Also, shout out um, Deuce on the sideline, tapping Uncle Marcus Smart during an inbound play. That was uh, hilarious. Um, it was hilarious. Marcus Smart was asked if he felt that in the game, and his quote was simple as, yeah, um, I felt it. You know, me and Deuce have a, a love-hate relationship. And if you end up watching the play that Marcus Smart ended up uh, finishing that play with a pretty remarkable fake out and then ends up finishing with a nice little flush uh, layup at the end. So uh, just a little fun little moment there in in the middle of the game as well. Yeah, that was glorious. Deuce is definitely. It's Deuce's world and the Celtics just live in it, right? Like we all all appreciate Deuce moments. Like we're here for the Deuce moment. We all just live in Deuce's world, Patrick. It's his world. We're all just fun. He is awesome. Uh, We can never get enough Deuce content, man. And that kid is already huge. That kid is already so tall. He's gonna, be, he's gonna be insane. Listen, be one insane. day, one day we'll be talking about Deuce Ted and putting up, uh, you know, thirty. Actually, I'm not gonna put that on Deuce, but uh, <laughs> don't put that on Deuce, man. Don't I'm not gonna put that, on, put Deuce. that on Deuce, but uh, Deuce is awesome, man. Shout out to Jason. You know, love, love, uh, how great of a dad he is, man. He's a role model for a lot of people out there. You know, uh, shout out Jason, man. That's pretty much all I got to say. Yeah, man, and I think that's gonna wrap things up here as uh, we do conclude the Celtics Jazz recap. Um, Celtics are still rolling. They're on a five-game winning streak, looking for that next three um, tough road trip here, or homestand. Uh, we do have a lot of home games left here in the rest of the regular season. Just beat the Jazz by a total of 28 points. Hopefully the Celtics can stay locked in. Do you have anything well, else you wanted yes, to add? Yes, sir. There, I just echo what you said. Hopefully we can stay locked in. and uh, Yeah, just looking forward to the playoffs, man. They start right around my birthday, so, you know. That's a twofer right there for me. Ta- well, actually, it's a three for Patrick. Tax returns, my birthday. And then- yeah, man, that's that's a great time of the year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get uh, the Celtics rolling here and, and get Lucas some some birthday love, uh, especially during this Celtics playoff push. Uh, again, make sure you guys head over to Spotify, 
Go ahead and leave a five-star rating there. You can rate on Spotify now. So make sure you guys go ahead and listen to our show. Give us that five-star rating. And then if you don't have Spotify, you can go to Apple Podcasts and you can also check us out there. There you can write a review and leave five stars. You know, leave something funny. Ask us a question. doesn't matter. We appreciate all the love and support that we do get, especially when you guys come in here on live um, Spotify Green Room app and come and support us as well as you guys can go on Twitter we are pretty active during games we tweet out during the games throughout the whole entire game most of the time kind of give you guys a breakdown of what's going on what we're seeing uh, and pointing out as you just got to follow the show at Ethos Celtics on Twitter you can also follow me at Ball Opinions you can follow Lucas at Luca underscore Daner for any Celtics content that you want Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, like Pat said, rate, review the show, leave questions in the uh, in the comments section on Apple Podcasts. I know you can't do that on Spotify, but do that on Apple Podcasts. Anything you want us to talk about, anything you like, anything you don't like, you know, we're all ears. We love some constructive criticism. So, uh, you know, hey, feel free to say whatever you want. Give us that rating, you know, and we just appreciate it. Yes, sir. And.